not only does he give Hulk Hogan a hug, he dry humps Hulk Hogan while Hulk Hogan is being bear hugged by the giant. And then Hogan screams and runs like a little bitch. Somebody go get help. He literally just tried to commit murder with a man off a rooftop and then ran away screaming for help. Remember the video store kids? When we used to do that, we used to go to this, oh, we used to go to this place and we used to rent movies. Kevin Sullivan is making this so incredibly hard to watch. His existence is making it hard for me to watch. Uh, well, here's the thing about that they just give title shots to anyone. Clearly. The following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host. Listen, discretion is advised. Welcome back to the wrestling podcast that turns back time to when sports entertainment was still called professional wrestling. I am your host, the patron saint of podcasting, the warden, Matt Ritter. I am here with my co-host, Lord Cusselot, Travis Pointer, a.k.a. the Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. T-Money, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. the HNIC. What's happening? And this is Return to Wrestling, the journey through Monday Nitro and all of the WCW pay-per-views until either Travis gets sick of it or we decide to do something else and he no longer feels like he's torturing me anymore. Uh, How's it going, Travis? It's going great, but here's the thing. Because there is a point where I stop enjoying WCW. However knowing that you also are not enjoying it will give me the lift I need to keep going, you know? So through 99 and 2000, you know, the not even fun, bad WCW, the fact that you have to sit and watch it will make it okay for me. (laughs) I I honestly think that it's going to be more enjoyable because then it's going to be both of us shitting on the product as opposed to me shitting on it and you being like, yeah, but yeah, but no, it's going to be like, no, fuck this. This was terrible. Uh, what the fuck, what the fuck were Bischoff and, uh, Vince Russo thinking? Yeah. But the thing is the good, what's interesting about it, there's a chunk of time in there where there is no Bischoff. So it's just like, you know, it's just like where it really is just Russo. He's like, Oh, and there's some good in the bad. Like there's some things like uh, that bash at the beach promo from Vince Russo, where he just rips Hulk Hogan, a new one that you I just like that. Love. You you just like that one because he's shitting on Hogan, but yeah. And, <laughs> and we're going to shit on Hogan some more here. Now, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Monday nitro from December 30th, right after Starcade 1996. We are now in 1997 and it is sold out. 97 time. WCW's best year. Yes. Oh, by the way, I also, not that it has anything to do with the podcast, unless you want to do something with it later on a side, but I started watching uh, 1996 WWF, starting from the first episode of 96 uh, Raw, and I'm working my way through, so I'm just past uh, WrestleMania 12. So. Oh, Ultimate Warriors return. Ultimate Warriors return, but also this and is that where title my match, love... And that title match where Brett got screwed. Anyway, go ahead. 
Yep. And this is where my love of wrestling began because this is the beginning of Undertaker Mankind, which is one of mm. the first like real things from wrestling that I remember that like pulled me in. So uh, that's okay. why I decided to start in 96 plus 95 WWF was fucking terrible. But well, yeah, but that was actually my idea after we got you know through all this, we'd go back and then watch the same era of WWF. But yeah. No problem. By the time we get to there, it'll be fresh in your head. It'll be fresh again for you. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Well, it's not like I haven't seen all that. That was the stuff I was watching. So oh, I know. Again. Yeah. I know. Um, but that's not what we're here for. Um, and again, seeing as I have no idea what the fuck to do with this format yet, outside of kind of what we did last time, I've switched it up a little bit again. So basically from December 20th or 30th to January 20th, uh, the NWO sold out pay-per-view this is the nwo pay-per-view they're running the show they're putting on the fucking pay-per-view they're making the matches so we're going to talk about what's been going on with the nwo leading up to nwo sold out 1997 um and it's basically mostly the transition of hogan's feud between roddy piper to the giant aka the big show because i kind of feel like once he left Dungeon of Doom, he really wasn't the giant anymore. Plus, I just like calling him the big show. But like, I know he was still say, the giant. He was the giant the for a good person. two years before, <laughs> before he even got to the WWF. Not like, in personality. And even in WWF, he was Paul White before he was the big show. Neither here nor there. What I'm saying is he is a different person now. He is not the son of Andre the Giant that fell off the, the building and came back and dry fucked Hulk Hogan with the man wrapped in toilet paper. Like, that's not the same dude so essentially hogan being the hypocrite that he is blames the giant for what happened at starcade yeah. yet refuses to admit that he lost the match at starcade so me how he fucked up if you believe you won that's the point hogan's a fucking heel he lies and blames everybody else for his problems like, that's what it's supposed that makes sense. Like, that's what he's supposed to it do. It doesn't make sense. Like, dude, I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right. So, A, I'm supposed to be annoyed at the fact that you're denying that you lost the match when you clearly yeah. lost. Like, I get that. It is what it is. You're a shitty promo. You're doing terrible at it. But I'm annoyed by your presence in general. But, yeah, sure. It, this is working. But then blaming the big stinky giant. Like, dude, come the fuck on. These promos are terrible calling him the big stinky giant and this is your fault yeah, yeah. Uh, great in concept not great in execution i'll give you that well that's hogan's entire career um <laughs> anyway so basically my favorite thing was the very first night commentary is just taking shots at hogan all fucking night about how he lost how he's not the icon how piper beat him how he's never beat piper blah 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 blah, blah. just He's still really champ Hogan. though. Like that's the thing. Like that's that's it what he's got to hang his hat on. Yep. He's just like, yo, I'm still the champ. I'm still the man. Like you can't do anything about that. Which is why this giant thing is what's like everybody's trying to hang their hat on after that. And obviously, Piper comes out and the NWO destroys them, and the giant takes a while to come down there. And then it's his job to like Hogan's telling him, go get him, get him, brother, take him out. And the giants. Like, no, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to take out Roddy Piper. Mind you, by the way, I have this in my notes. I think Roddy Piper is the first person to introduce me to No Fear Clothing. Because <laughs> I remember specifically when we were in grade school, mm -hmm. 
seeing no fear. And I know that Roddy wore it both in WWF and WCW, mm-hmm. but I think that's where I was first introduced to the clothing line. No fear was through Roddy Piper. So <laughs> I saw him in that. I'm like, Oh shit. I completely fucking forgot about that. And of course this is probably how I knew about it, but neither here nor there. Uh, so then instead the giant decides, you know what? I'm sick of Hogan's bullshit. And he starts choking Hogan, making him his bitch. Mm-hmm. Of course, the NWO comes in. He starts wrecking them, but it's too many, and they end up taking him down. Numbers. Uh, and this is kind of a theme throughout where in the angry giant, the big show comes out, and he wants to fuck up Hulk Hogan, and the NWO keep getting involved and saving Hulk Hogan from him getting his <laughs> revenge. But he is going on rampages, wrecking motherfuckers, just taking out... I mean, the yeah, entire he's NWO fucking huge. It makes sense that if they try to come at him one on one, nobody can touch him. But when they mob him, he can't do shit about that. Um, and the second time it happens, it's pretty much ruined by Hogan's shitty chair shots and ridiculous overselling when the giant finally gets his hands on him. But again, they, they stop more than once. Um, and then eventually Sting comes out and. Sting goes and has a little chat with the giant in the ring about all of the weird goth sex that he's been having since he painted his face black and white. Mm-hmm. He's been carrying around his favorite butt plug. I don't know if you knew at the NWO. I don't know if you knew, but he also put matching the, the face paint that's on his face. He put matching paint on his dick. I would too. Why not? Mm-hmm. A head's a head. Exactly. You get it. I do. Uh, but yeah, no, he's been running around with his favorite butt plug for a while, so he shares that. He's wearing like a giant. scorpion style cock ring, too. You know, does it have a scorpion on it? Yeah, like it's shaped like a scorpion, like the, the, okay, the stinger so part of the a... scorpion, like goes like over the top, over the top of the shaft, and then like the bottom part of the scorpion, like this body wraps around the balls. Okay, because see, what I was thinking was a ring with a scorpion on top, and then the tail up, and the tail vibrates for you know the clitoris. That's an even better idea. Write that down. Um, (laughs) We'll put that in our wrestling-inspired sex toys. (laughs) Call it the stinger. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, so basically, he hands over his favorite butt plug to the big show, and now he's holding the NWO off with it and waving it around. Yeah, yeah, because who's getting in the ring with that big motherfucker when he's got a bat in his hand? Like, in numbers, yeah, we can take him out. In numbers with a bat? No, he hits me once, I die. But then, my favorite part of this is, they do take him out, and he's laying there, and Vincent goes down to check on him. Oh, he's such an idiot. Like, he's so dumb. I'm watching this, like, that's the only note I actually have for that particular show. Vince is a dumbass. (laughs) And, like, I'm looking at Vincent, I'm like, so, like, you're creeping in there to what? Get a little big spoon, little spoon on the screen? Actually, no, that's not my only note for that show, but we'll go back to that in a second. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he's, he creeps down there to get a little big spoon, little spoon action on the giant. Cause you know, he's passed out mm-hmm. and instead he gets some, uh, rough BDSM choke slam special from the giant. I mean, some people like being choked, you know, you can't That's really, really all Vincent is there for is to be the whipping boy of the NWO. Yeah. If anyone needs, if anyone needs to get beat up in the NWO, they're sending Vincent and mind you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not noticed since it is nwo sold out and we're talking about the nwo and nwo sold out travis and i have our nwo inspired black lives matter t-shirts on to celebrate the very first nwo pay-per-view for this episode uh you can get those at ykwrestling.com if you want to get your own all the proceeds go to a good cause 
So please do that as well. But it's um, still, you know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other shit that was going on with the NWO, uh, they took over commentary. And that was just Nash a treat was- for you all that was watching the video, by the way. You know, if you were just yeah. listening on audio wise, you don't know what just happened there. But watch this on YouTube or, you know, subscribe to the Patreon to get it early so you can see what I just did. Or you don't know. If you know, you know. That too. That too. Uh, we got Nash on commentary during the Regal versus Jim Duggan match asking for Polaroids from for the Miss NWO contest. So 90. So 90s. I was going to say, boys and girls, uh, there was a time where you couldn't just take a picture of your dick and or, you know, naked body and text it off to a friend. You had to take a Polaroid shake it off so it develops and then send it through the mail or personally deliver it or if you couldn't afford a polaroid cam you had to use a regular cam you know one of them disposables from from you know from walgreens and get those developed first and And then the risk because now you have to take it to somebody they have to develop and look at all of them so now not just the person you're intending to see it but whoever is working at the photoshop is seeing whatever nasty shit you're taking a picture of yourself doing. You got to be a bold motherfucker to do that. You got to be. That's why Polaroids were so great. But, you know, if you know who's working at the Walgreens that's going to develop your photos and you want them to see it, you know, you get a twofer. You get a twofer there, you know. If If you got a crush on the film development person at your local, there actually used to be shops where you would just go get film developed like when they got the kiosk where you didn't have to go to the person anymore where you could just put it in the kiosk and they could do it you know yep (sighs) that was so exciting (laughs) but yeah no uh nash was like send me all the polaroids uh we got ddp out here uh pretending that he's you know he's made the decision he's gonna join the nwo he puts, and this is an iconic moment that I didn't realize happened now. I thought this was closer to. Oh, this is, this was DDP's moment right here. Jay Leno shit. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's, that's I not thought, for it. That's not till like a year and a half from this point. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought this moment was something later, but yeah, no, it was a similar moment around the, around the um, Carl Malone stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't this one. It was when he was like, you know, Nash was like, yo. Join the Wolfpack now. That's when after they had split. And he's like, yo, you can join the Wolfpack now. We don't have Hogan. I know you hate Hogan. We do too. Join the Wolfpack. And he was like, I can't believe I'm getting ready to do this. And before he could answer, Hogan and Robin come out and beat the shit out of him with chairs. And that was on, that was on Nitro. It was like, that was a night that like, you know, the time like Robin got in all this trouble because he skipped practice to go to Nitro, and that was just rotten and shit. Like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, what? okay, you can find me a few thousand. I make millions every year, plus WCW paid me enough to cover that fine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and that was Robin's life. I don't give a fuck. And they still won a championship. So Exactly. They won the chip that year. Is what it is. And uh, won that yeah, match no. of the beach match, by the way. So he beat Carl Malone twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've heard some things about Carmelo recently, so neither here nor there. We'll, we'll talk about that maybe when we get on to it. I, I think I told you about it, but anyway. You may have, but I probably forgot. But yeah, we can. He, like, he likes him young. Um, oh, I have heard about that. I don't know if I heard that from you or not, but yeah. Uh, so DDP puts on the shirt. He's standing there. 
They're celebrating. GDP has joined the NWO. And then he drops the Outsiders. Diamond Cutters, Scott Hall, and leaves through the crowd. Crowd is going crazy. This is, again, DDP's moment, ladies and gentlemen. Throw it up. Um, and uh, what else we got? Oh, the beginnings of Buff Bagwell. If you want to see Buff the stuff, this is... This is born. where that character is being born, is leading up to this. He is feuding with Scotty Riggs. He comes out and talks about how Scotty Riggs is fat and out of shape, and he's buff. Yeah, no it was so good. Yet. Yeah, no, no topic. Top but, yeah, but you see the shift, though, when he went yes. from being that baby-faced American male to being a heel, he figured out who the fuck he was. and like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, there's the character right there. <laughs> like it's just... A lot of controversy with Buff Bagwell going on right now, too, I guess. Uh, he had somebody doing his Twitter for him, and then some shit came out about that person. And there, yeah, there's a lot going on with uh, Buff oh, right buff. now as well. Um, also, last of my favorite things from the NWO is Nash implying that he buys hookers on commentary as well. I must have missed that. He was on commentary, and he said something about, yeah, when I pay for it. Oh, yeah, I do remember yeah. him saying that. And I was like, my boy buys hookers. And I'm not like, I, I look at that man. I'm like, you don't need to buy hookers. But like, and you choose to anyway, because yeah, like, you because you support the naked hustle. Like, that's what it is. Exactly. Like, yeah, support sex workers. Exactly. And, you know, I, you know, you, those of us who support the naked hustle, like, you know, you like, you know, shout out to you, too. You know, who to pay for the OnlyFans and don't get the free shit off of Reddit because, you know, that's what dicks do. Uh, as far as Dungeon of Doom bad shit, I mean, we already talked about Hogan pretending he beat Pike Piper. Uh, Nick Patrick looks to be officially part of the NWO at this point. Yeah, wearing the shirts and everything now. Yep, yeah, he's out there kicking people and hanging out and two sweeting. And Nick Patrick is not someone that fits the NWO aesthetic in any way, shape, or no. Form. But he's there because they can use him. That's 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 what he's around for. He's one hundred percent being used by the NWO, and so. That's why it's okay with me because it's like it from the scope of, yeah, he doesn't fit their style, but they're using him. They don't actually like him. They're using him. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Eric Bischoff repeatedly sucking Hogan's dick on live TV and withholding the evidence of Hogan's loss when the commentators asked the truck to queue it I mean, up because it's what Bischoff does even to this day. So, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, more like if you want to if, if you are ever wondering, hey, Matt, why do you keep saying that Hogan has shitty chair shots? And well, if you ever want to know what I'm talking about, go watch anything in this time period where Hogan and Big Show are in the ring, because the chair shots, the belt shots, the Big Show all wasn't of it in the ring at any fun. point during this time. The giant. Fine. <laughs> if that makes you happy. Any anything with the giant. And Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea, and Paul White, however you want to refer to them, just go watch and you will see Hogan go, eh, eh, or take the belt and go, eh. like it's fucking god awful. Um, also, Hogan involved Piper's son saying that he begged Hogan to take it easy on his father. He begged Hogan to take it easy on his father. Um, Hogan wasting all the TV time so that his match with the Giant took place during commercial breaks, during 
the new adventures of Robin Hood? So that was something that was actually worked out with TNT. And I remember hearing this story before. So they come to him and they're like, yo, we have this new show because they know wrestling draws a huge audience. The problem is with wrestling, they don't, you can't program it the way you do other things because yeah, wrestling fans come in droves to watch shit. But as soon as wrestling's over, they're fucking out. Like they don't stay to watch what's next. I know this because I've never seen a single episode of the adventures of Robin Hood. And I watch Nitro every fucking week, but, <laughs> but their idea was if you can get some of your audience over to watch this, We'll, you know, start this match later. Say, yeah, we're going to play this match during the commercials of this new show to get your fans to watch this new show. That was the idea. However, they did it wrong because the first commercial break didn't show the shit. The first commercial break showed their regular commercials. The second commercial break is what showed some of the match. Then some of the regular commercials played. And the last commercial break showed some more of the match. And it was just like... Uh, that's not a good idea. That's not a good look. Because people that stay like, oh, they're not actually doing it. And they tuned out. Like, well, <laughs> here's why it's Dungeon of Doom bad for me. One, I get the concept and they hyped it up. But you didn't play New Adventures of Robin Hood for me. So if I don't get to watch the New Adventures of Robin Hood with wrestling in the middle, then just give me, like, you have to have filmed the whole fucking match. Why is the whole match not available? Why am I just getting... Oh, you're talking about section... the way Peacock presented it. Okay, I got well, you. Oh. WWE Peacock, yeah. Like, yeah, why yeah. am I just getting commercial breaks? Yeah, shit? Like, yeah, why did yeah. I you have the, the full thing? match. Yeah, I have the yeah. full match. Why didn't you just show the full thing? Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. present it to me the way it was presented to everyone when they watched it. And, give and me let me watch what <laughs> Where's my shit? Like, I, 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 the other? You know, I understand. I knew they would show us stuff. I actually did expect them to just show us the whole thing instead of the little splice parts that they put into the new adventures of Robin Hood. So, yeah, yeah I, no, I'm with you there. Bullshit. Now, I never even considered the fact that maybe they should have shown us, you know, the new adventures of Robin Hood on Peacock in the midst of that. If so it I was such a big deal, presented properly. Like, you're, you're, you know what? I'm with you. I'm right. I want, you know, I don't even know if I can find the new Adventures of Robin Hood anywhere. Now I want to know what that particular episode of the new Adventures of Robin Hood looked like. Because this is so the I can, episode. So I can stop it at that particular commercial break and then play as part of the match. Yep. And then Just watch so the new Adventures the of Robin Hood. And when it gets to that particular commercial break, play the next part of the match. I just want the feel. That's all I want. You're right. You are absolutely feel like right. I was there. And for one, you know, for very rare cases on this particular show, I'm with you. <laughs> um also nwo sting why the fuck is nwo sting still a thing why why are we still doing this like we know he's, he's not sting at this because point because the guy they have doing him is still under contract so they might as well use him <laughs> I, I guess but it's like, that's we as know far as that goes we know it's not sting it's not yeah. fooling anyone you're not playing it off well, anymore they, i'm about to say they're not even pretend that it's the real sting anymore so it's just yeah. like yeah it's just <clears throat> and he's out there to take losses too um yeah. and then the last the last dungeon of doom bad thing i have for the nwo is Hogan boring the greatest wrestling city in the world, Chicago, Illinois, leading up to his match at Starcade with another shitty promo, and then the giant coming out and somehow being held back by security and doing what Paul White does best and starting to cry because he could not get to, like, how am I supposed to get behind a man who's crying because he can't get to Hulk Hogan. 
before the match. And I know like crying's his thing. If you ever watch the Hall of Fame, this man cries a lot. Like and cries there's a, reason, there's a reason why they dressed him up as a baby for New Year's. Like I get it. But also I want to believe this man is a monster and it was not like the the so angry I'm crying like I'm terrified cuz he's still being held back by a bunch of dudes. Like if he was just ripping through these dudes and like tearing their crying. heads off yeah and, crying while he's destroying yeah. you know that's different you know, he's just like ah, I, i'm gonna hit you again and i'm like dude get the fuck out of here like <laughs> uh, um along with all of this we have obviously the other major faction that is you know associated with wcw the four horsemen uh so self high five whore force for the four horsemen stuff whore horsemen four horsemen same thing yo it took like the entire four weeks for us to see all four horsemen on there at the same time. Like it was ridiculous. Like, yo, why is there always a horseman missing? Uh, but self high five moments. Arn Anderson putting Jeff Jarrett in his place, saying, You're not in this fucking group, bitch. And then whooping his ass. No, no matter what shit. Deborah says, because yeah. we, we can ignore everything that comes out of Deborah's mouth. <laughs> well, let's talk. Let, let's just talk about that. All right. So if you guys are unaware, 1985 the chicago bears win a super bowl hell yeah on that on that team is a man by the name the of greatest Steve defense Michaels. in the history of the nfl by the way hands down period. still curtain this dick all right i don't give a fuck what you say in pittsburgh the greatest defense in the history of the nfl is the 85 bears amen and we've got steve mcmichaels you may know him as mongo mcmichaels he was a commentator who then took a lot of money from Ric Flair to let Ric Flair fuck his wife so that he could become a four horseman. So we already know Mongo's a cuck. I get that. Like, that's fine. But we've got Deborah out here increasingly uh, making herself more and more part of the four horsemen when she's not and emasculating out, <laughs> emasculating a Super Bowl champion on live TV by basically trying to fuck Jeff Jarrett in front of thousands of fans and Mongo's just standing by like defending her for it. And mind you, Deborah, um, uh, Deborah McMichaels will become Deborah. She will go with Jeff Jarrett to WWF. So crazy watching and knowing that's what happens. Like it's just introduce us to what we all know as puppies. The puppies. Thanks to Jerry, the King Lawler. And then leave Jeff Jarrett and get married to and start fucking one Actually, of, if not the greatest wrestler just, in history. Just a second. Just, just, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. Just a second. I actually don't think it's thanks to Jerry the King Lawler that we came to puppies. I think it's the Godfather. Is it? Because I think it was a match he had against Jeff where he was just like, when if he wins, Deborah has to become one of his hoes. And he said, once Deborah becomes one of my hoes, everybody's going to see them puppies. And I think that's when Jerry, Jerry picked, picked, it picked up, up on that and ran with that. I'm not okay. positive, but that's how I remember it. That sounds right. And I'd much rather give it to the Godfather. Like Mind I'm not, you. I'm not positive. Don't get me wrong. I'm not 100% positive on that, but that's the first memory of puppies when it comes to Deborah that I remember. So while all of this four horsemen bullshit is going on, that is basically what is happening is Deborah keeps coming out simping for Jeff Jarrett, wanting Jeff Jarrett to be in this group, wanting to make him an official member of the horsemen when she has no fucking say in the group, because and ladies and gentlemen, just constantly trashing woman for zero reason too. like, yeah, what, 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 
I don't, I don't get that, but <laughs> the four horsemen in 1997 was much like America in 2022 women didn't have rights in that group. Yeah. She didn't get any say in who was going to join, but yeah, she, she just, tried she's, anyway. Just making so noise. Respect, respect for making noise because you got to make some noise if you want some change. But, yeah, but but hit yourself to the right horse though. Jeff Jarrett ain't it. Like no. now, like it's one of those things. Like if you really look at them plainly, like just outside of this, like from a distance, looking at the four horsemen, Jarrett probably fits better than Mongo, but. <laughs> Well, also you put Jeff Jarrett uh, in a suit. You put Mongo in a suit. Jeff looks like he belongs more than Mongo does. That's just kind of, you know, I get that. But Jeff Jarrett's character as Jeff Jarrett does not fit. Also, since we're on the Four Horsemen and people that fit in the Four Horsemen, uh, let's talk about this real quick. So there's been actually a little bit of, uh, you know, anytime Ben was brought up, there's controversy and so on and so forth. So, uh, TNA or Impact Knockouts champion Jordan Grace said that she doesn't think that Chris Benoit could hang with the best wrestlers in the world in 2022. Now, mind you, I understand not wanting to praise or acknowledge Chris Benoit due to his actions. However, we can't just, I mean, you can, you have the right to, you have the ability to, but like, you can't just flat out lie about the man's talent. Yeah. Yeah. There I am not going to praise Chris Benoit. He did terrible things, but I'm also not going to sit here and pretend like he wasn't the wrestler that he was or that he wouldn't tear it up and put to shame the majority of the greatest wrestlers in 2022 right now. Basically, nobody- teach them how to make a fucking match look real. Like cuz when you watch Benoit's matches even like when we watch him now, he does everything feels deliberate, everything looks like it hurts like hell. Yeah. And I, I'm looking back and I don't remember a single instance of anybody saying Benoit injured them in the ring. So it's just like in the ring, yeah, like one of the best to ever do it as a person outside of the ring, fuck you. But it's just you and can't, you like can't a, deny what you see in the ring. This isn't like, a, oh, should he or shouldn't he be in the Hall of Fame? Because the Hall of Fame is more than just his in-ring career. There's a lot that goes into yeah, that. We're not talking fine. about that. I don't, I, don't, or whether or not, I don't give a shit whether or not he goes into the Hall of Fame, honestly. He gets acknowledged. And it's weird because I give a lot less of a fuck about the WWE Hall of Fame than a lot of wrestling fans do. Because it's just, to yeah. me, it's just like, it's not real. So it's right. <laughs> This isn't about any of that. It's just, if you're going to go on social media and you're going to flat out lie about this man's skill because you don't like him, you've got to expect some blowback because you can say that he wasn't good but it's not the truth like he 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 was good he he really was and in this he's making a lot of sense because he's calling out mongo and deborah for basically not really being four horsemen and not belonging in the group it's true no let's talk you got in because of convenience like i got in because i earned it like that was (laughs) real difference there somebody else gets in because they earned it too but you know we'll we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we will. Here, uh, let's here. talk about the Dungeon of Doom bad. Uh, we're Good continuing the there. story issues with Benoit and woman, which again you brought up, fucking stupid. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's still trying to get in, and Deborah vouching for him. Talked about that. Still sucks. The fact that Ric Flair, who is the leader of the Four Horsemen, is just like riding the fence on this one and letting chaos happen. 
Rick is there for a good time. Like, that's really what you like get, get from this. He's not trying to lead. He's just trying to get in there like, yo, fuck all that. Let's just have some fun here. Deborah, woman, dance with me. <laughs> just... And also, Deborah screws Benoit out of a match against Jeff Jarrett. And, mm-hmm. how, and he's a fucking horseman. Yeah. You screwed one of your own people over. Uh, Deborah getting involved and costing the four horse in the match on the behalf of Jeff and Mongo being a cuck. And then also the fact that I had to watch Sullivan defeat Benoit in Chicago, all dungeon of doom bad. Yeah. I hear you. And again, they didn't like as much as this story is between Benoit and Sullivan is so, Oh, you know, Benoit took Sullivan's wife and like all the way they make it sound compared to the way it's actually played out, it's not as epic or big as you'd think it would be. Like, it doesn't play out as well as everyone seems to remember it as this crazy major thing. And I think the only reason is because in hindsight, we know that there was some real-life shit there. Yeah. But I don't think you necessarily really knew that. At Not the time. really. Like most people who were watching didn't know what was behind all this. And yeah. I know, I, I know 10 year old Travis had no idea. He just knew these two dudes were constantly beating the shit out of each other. No idea. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's not like the whole, you know, Jeff, Jared, Kurt Angle thing. Yeah. It was like, we, they made it pretty clear. This is what it was about, you know, <clears throat> but so that's the dungeon of doom bad is basically everything Deborah Jeff Jarrett involved with the four horsemen and the fact that Kevin Sullivan won a match in Chicago because uh, Kevin Sullivan is always going to be dungeon of doom bad because he created the fucking thing and he's still <laughs> on my TV Travis and technically like not really but technically the dungeon of doom still exists if you want to get into I, technical hold on. sure I, I, I will say both humorous and I think Conan had their own music. They did. They did. I actually made a note that I'm like, I'm glad Conan is no longer using the Dungeon of Doom music because it does not fit as he's walking out doing his, you know, orale and all that kind of you know. But Jimmy Hart's still walking them down to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least Conan, not so much humorous. Humorous is just kind of on his own. Now. He's just kind of there. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's get into everything else that happened that I have marked down for uh self high fives. The debut of Kensuke Sasaki. And the reason I have this is because I watched a documentary on what is considered a Chicago tag team, arguably one of the greatest tag teams of all time. My personal favorite, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. Kensuke Sasaki would become part of what was called the Hellraisers, which is basically the Road Warriors in New Japan. Mm-hmm. teaming with hawk and he was known as the power warrior over there so seeing this new japan version of one of the road warriors the power warrior in wcw was cool to me um glacier beating up disco inferno and disco inferno insulting peyton manning because we all know well you know not we all know but you know how i feel about motherfucking peyton manning so I mean, disco any bears fan pretty much feels the same way about peyton manning we could we could easily drop the blame on our own quarterback for that why thing, that? But, but why would we do that? Because we all everybody knows, you know, that that motherfucker is trash. We knew that, but we got to the Super Bowl with him anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'd more so put the blame on management for not putting in Brian Greasy after the way he did what he did and letting Grossman, but neither here nor there. Yeah, Peyton Manning yeah, beat yeah. the Bears, took that's, away that Super Bowl. Yeah. So And that's one of those Peyton. things every time I think back, like, yo, what if Rex Grossman could score a touchdown without Devin Hester putting him within 20 yards of the end zone every play? Because once they stopped kicking Devin Hester, that was it for us. So anyway, we'll 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 move on because we'll just get yeah. on a rant about the Bears should have had a Super Bowl back in Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just Disco making fun of that man and his giant fucking forehead. Uh, enjoyed it. But also, it's fuck Disco Inferno all day. So Glacier <laughs> kicking his ass was fun as shit. Um, I mentioned Humorous got his own music. Sting continuing to be Sting and people still not realizing what the fuck Sting is doing. Yeah, yeah. You come out here talking shit again, and he's going to get what everybody else gets when they step out there talking shit. Have you learned nothing, you dumb motherfucker? But props to Tony Schiavone, because Tony's finally putting it together. He's like, you know what, guys? I'm realizing there's a, there's a little a correlation. Yeah. Like, every time somebody from WCW comes out and says something fucked up about Sting, Sting beats them up. Oh, really? No <laughs> shit. Talk shit, get hit, motherfucker. That's the rule. <laughs> This is wrestling. Come on. Um, also, Macho Man motherfucking returns. And literally black mold. <laughs> holds the show hostage. You've seen in wrestling so many times we're like, I'm going to set this chair in the ring and the show's not going to continue until I get what I want. Right. Macho but Man it always did it first. Con- not only did Macho Man did it, do it first, but like the show always continues. Macho actually like stopped matches and said, no, fuck this. Like I said, there will be no show. There will be no motherfucking show. Like, yeah, like Chavo it. came out and he's like, no, Chavo, you come out here. I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, you, you, Kerwin, I, Kerwin White. Gone. I've got Kerwin White got beat up. Chavo too? Well, Chavo is Ker- Kerwin White. Oh, Kerwin. I thought you said Colonel. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. Kerwin White, uh, Fat Luther Reigns, aka Max Muscle. Doug Dillinger, a ref, and Alex Wright all got beat up by the Macho Man for trying to get him out of the ring. And he's like, no, fuck this. I'm holding the show hostage. And then Sting comes down, and he tests Savage. He gives him the whole, here's the bat. I'm going to turn my back. Do your thing. And Savage passes the test, and then they leave together. And now we got the Macho Man and Sting hanging out. Sting's the one that got him out of the ring so the show could continue. Mm -hmm. Savage passed the test. Past the gauntlet of Sting, so uh, I was all about that. That was I cool. know, I know you loved that. All right, the Dungeon of Doom, bad for everything else. We had two fucking strap matches two weeks in a row. We had Conan versus IRS and Conan versus Big Boss Man, the two least interesting parts of the NWO. And this is why I say the Dungeon of Doom still exists, because the whole point of this was Conan was getting revenge on boss man for turning his back on the dungeon of doom and boss man didn't show up one week. So we got IRS out of the NWO. Also, then he the, got rules, boss the strap man. match still make no sense. So at all, none <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And they did two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole thing where like he got thrown into the corner. So that counts. Like I thought it was when they stopped the momentum, you got to start over because momentum clearly stopped. So that was a thing, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's just, so and I also got, big boss man was not in that match ray trailer well at this point he's big bubba big bubba what a, <laughs> it also wasn't irs it was uh 
M Wall Street because they had to drop the VK. Yeah. Or V V was it VK oh, it was, Wall Street? It was it was M Wall Street. Yeah, well now it's M Wall Street. Before it was Yeah, VK Wall Street before. Yeah, VK Wall Street. Um Who I got definitely Harlem does Heber. not fit in the NWO. I got Harlem Heat versus Faces of Fear, specifically for the fact that the French Canada's came out and threw charcoal in Stevie's face, and that felt racist. It felt racist, yet somehow they still won. So it was just like, why did you even bother doing that? Yeah. Like, no, it, it you didn't racist. cost it a match. You just threw charcoal in his face. And then nothing came of it. Like, no, nothing nothing happened. Like, it's just, they did nothing with it. Like, a whole pay-per-view went by. Multiple weeks, you know, of wrestling happened after that. And Well, they had a match, Harlem Heat versus the French Canada's. Which oh, did I they? Didn't, I didn't care. Yeah, they did have a match. Oh, um, it was that inconsequential. I already forgot the match follow-up happened. Okay, gotcha. Here's the deal. Colonel Parker spanking Sherry with a riding crop and then her whooping his ass. Sherry does not add anything to Harlem Heat at this point. I have no idea why she's out there. You talked really about did. her being drunk repeatedly, which is why she's got the sunglasses on and needs to be helped to. And well, it's the ring. not just drunk, but yes. Yeah, drunk, fucked up, high, whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought she was blind for a couple weeks. <laughs> So there was that. I'm like, did some? Did she get like? Get no, she's just surgery? that fucked up. Yeah, no, it, it was bad. But yeah, no, she's not adding anything to Harlem Heat. So Dungeon of Doom, bad. Why the fuck are you still here? She hasn't added anything to Harlem Heat since that uncensored match they had against the Nasty Boys. Yeah. Uh, Glacier versus Beautiful Bobby Eaton, because that was a botch fest. That was rough. That is the worst I've seen Glacier be so far. And it was like Bobby Eaton didn't want to sell for Glacier because, like, fuck this dude. But also, that was really bad. Um, Duggan versus Regal going to a time limit draw. And Duggan using face or uh, taped fists, not faced tips, though uh, he could have used face tips. Yeah, that's (laughs) different. Uh, Taped fists and not getting DQ'd. The whole point of. Make up your mind, people. Make up your mind. The Make whole point that this whole taped fist thing even started with Jim Duggan was because it was uh, illegal to tape your fist. Which makes no sense because people tape their fists all the time. Like, you, if he taped his fist before the match, would it be illegal? But is it mad because he did it during the match? Like, what's the what, what's the deal here? And he's still doing the stupid thing where he's not even really taping his fist. Like, he's taping his whole arm, and there's, like, a whole roll just hanging out behind him. Like, he <laughs> so fucking dumb. stepped it's on toilet paper so in the bathroom, dumb. and it's trailing behind him as he leaves, like... <laughs> They dropped that at some point. I don't remember what it was. When he starts finishing matches, doing like the three point stance and run through thing, and it's yeah. I'm waiting for that to start because the tape fist thing is so dumb. I used to have a respect for hacksaw Jim Duggan, and I blame you for most of it. Oh yeah, it's mostly my. I wasn't watching any of this, so like you made hacksaw Jim Duggan seem a lot cooler than he was, and now I'm watching this, and I've lost the majority of that respect. I'll get it back when he joins uh, Lance Storm's Team Canada in uh, the 2000s and turns his back on America and becomes Canadian. <laughs> uh, I'll get my, I'll get it back. It was one of those funniest things because I had literally everybody just walking around going, oh, like even on our Little League baseball team, everybody on the team just randomly just going, oh. It's funny because our gym teacher was what started me doing it because he just mentioned Hacksaw Jim Duggan during gym class one day, and that was it. I just did it all the time. Uh, Only that, like our 
Mr. Thompson got mad at me because he thought I was actually referring to hoes, and I wasn't. But like, like once Mr. he said, Thompson oh, knew what a hoe was. Oh, that he man knew. was like, oh, he ninety knew. in the ninety. Yeah. He was born in yeah. nineteen hundred. Exactly, which means he had experience with hoes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you don't think Mr. Thompson ever paid for it, you're not you Listen, just, you know. Let's 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 tell the listeners about our seventh grade science teacher, Mr. Thompson, here oh, for a second. Oh, here we go. Yes, that man has paid for it before. We, and honestly, we, I look back on him more fondly than I did when I was in that class. <laughs> we went to a private school growing up. Uh and the science teacher we had in seventh grade private Christian would, school. Private, uh, non-denominational Christian. School. Non-denominational Christian. Yes, yes. Uh, would eat apples with a giant fucking knife in the middle of class that he would peel the apple with, and then just like eat the apple off the blade in the middle of class. Um, if you've ever watched a movie where there was like an old decrepit corpse and it looked like the nose was gonna f- like fell off, like that was Mr. Thompson. He was basically a walking corpse at that point. But also, he also didn't wash his hands when he went to the bathroom. He did not, which was disgusting. Like, I'd be washing my hands, and i see him walk away from the unit, putting his dick back in his pants, and just walk out the door. Yeah. Uh, but he Both also people did saw intru- this happen. It's not just me. He also did introduce us to those great science comics, and for a science teacher, he was fair. Yeah, yeah. took us on field trips a lot. So, yes. I mean, again, I look back on him more fondly than I look on him when I was in his actual class yes. because looking back on him he was actually pretty fucking hilarious like it's, it's like yo really this is this is like his sayings you know shooting yourself in the foot son or you know knock me Don't over with a feather foot, kid yeah like ah oh, I love it ah oh. <laughs> but imagine imagine the crypt keeper eating apples teaching science and that is that was Mr. Thompson there's a little bit more here yeah or uh you've seen um oh what the fuck is that movie with bill murray uh the the one that's a christmas carol um scrooged so long ago but yes yeah when his when his boss comes back the first ghost that visits him and like yeah the birds coming out of the top yeah that was mr thompson basically yeah basically just about as gray um all right back to the why were we talking about mr thompson uh duggan you brought okay. up Mr. Thompson. Oh, yeah, because he got mad his, because I kept saying, yeah, he, and he's like, you're going to stop yeah. saying that word, son. And he's just, yeah. yeah. Well, like, I, went to, I remember I took a vacation with my family, went to Disney World. He's like, ever since you got back from La La Land, you've been shooting yourself in the foot. I'm like, La La Land? It's Disney World. You don't know what <laughs> Disney World is, dude? It's the happiest place on earth. Have you never been to Disney World? Is that why you're always so grumpy? Probably. <laughs> You not know the joy of Mickey Mouse? Is that what's wrong with you? <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> anyway, um, commentary was a fucking mess. Like through all of this, like they they were fucking up their sayings. They didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. They were queuing up videos that that didn't happen. Weren't even yeah, didn't even fucking happen. Like oh, we don't have a video. I guess uh, we have stills. And then the stills never happened. <laughs> yeah, like commentary was a mess. Uh, the ref giving Luger a win after racking the wrong member of the faces appeared that a written match. down too. I'm like, so this we going back to that strap match with Hogan and uh Vader at, at uh at Uncensor where you just uh, award him for beating the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck was that? Um, and then having to watch Luger wrestle every week with no story just because he's Lex Luger. Like, I I eh, whatever. Um, and then the last thing, and this is more of a question, Travis. 
What's a goozle? Because Scott Steiner said he was going to reach down Scott Hall's throat and rip it out. And I don't know what the fuck it is. Like I have speaking of Mr. Thompson, I have been through anatomy class and nowhere in my research of yeah, the male and or female goozle. Yeah. Never a goozle. Never <laughs> once. The fuck is a goozle? I mean, it's Scott Steiner. Like, you know, he's he gave us Steiner math. So if he gave us Steiner math, you gotta believe he's also made up body parts. Like fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, so. You liked me to talk about the matches worth watching. There aren't a lot here, but I've got some. Uh, December 30th actually has the most. We have Ultimate Nine Belt or Ultimo Nine Belts, Ultimo Dragon versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Definitely go check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Cruiserweights put on a show almost every time. <laughs> and that's what most of this is going to be. We got uh, Benoit versus Jericho on December 30th to go check out. Oh, Chris versus Chris is already good matches. Mm-hmm. Malenko versus Rey Mysterio going to a time limit draw. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I like that they did the time limit draw thing, and then sometimes they actually hit the time limit draw. So, like, it's real. You know, it's just like it's a thing. And also on December 30th, the minis tag team match. <laughs> that's one of those things which is like, you got to know, like, Mexican luchador rules for any of this to make sense. Because if you don't know, you don't realize that if the two, if anyone, either one of the two competitors in the ring gets thrown out of the ring, their partner can just get in. Like that's, that's one of those things with like Mexican luchador rules, where if they don't tell you, like it makes zero sense to you. (laughs) Which is funny because what I actually have down on my notes is now AEW tag team blueprint makes a lot more sense. Oh, do they not do tags in AEW? Barely. Yeah, I don't watch, so I don't know. They just... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, and there was a lot of... following Luchador rules? Is that a thing? Is is AEW following Luchador wrestling rules? They say they are, but Chris Jericho has come out and said, I've wrestled Mexico, and that's not how they do it down there, so... Oh, well, then I don't know then, because that was what I always understood to be the rule in Mexico, but... Yeah. Uh, but you yeah, know, uh, as as commentary will call it, uh, it was they originally said it was going to be a midget battle royal that ended up just being a tag team match. Uh, we're going to call it minis because or little people um, to be a little more politically correct. But yes, there is a they like little the word people, midget, so yeah. yeah, they use it a lot. Uh, so yeah, actually, it wasn't a bad match. It's worth going check out. It was, I enjoyed it. Have you ever went to see a full, like, I guess you say a whole mini show? No, I have not. Oh, they had one here a few years ago, and I definitely went. And I'm just like, this is delightful. Like, it's just like watching the people who were there, ironically, because they didn't know what they were looking for or what they were going to see. And me walking in, knowing what I was going to see, because I'd seen it in other places, walking in, like, this is fun. He's just like, this is what it's supposed to be. It's fun. It's silly. It's outrageous because they... They're, they they don't worry about being so technically sound on those shows that it's all that it's all meant for pretty much comedy. So, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, yo, I, I respect for someone knows what their show is and they deliver on that. Like they go all in on that, which is why I was just like, this is this is delightful as I'm sipping my drink the whole time. Just like, oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> saw uh, Randy at Megacom one time too. This dude, they called he called himself uh, Teddy Bear, Huggy Bear, something like that. And he also had been in a porn that I'd seen before. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <clears throat> You're just gonna drop midget porn that you've watched and then try and move on. Like that that's what it, it was like, it was a black I mini watched- it was a black little person he was fucking Ava Divine. I just know that I remembered seeing him and then I'm like I've seen your dick. Okay. <laughs> January 6th, uh Psychosis versus Mysterio. Go check it out. Definitely worth the watch. Uh that's the only one on that show. Uh January 13th, Malenko versus Guerrero. Again, obviously Malenko Guerrero damn good match. Yeah. Go check it out. And then uh, January 20th, actually, heavyweights this time, Scott Hall versus motherfucking Booker T. The finish is bullshit, but the match was <laughs> the match itself. Awesome. Yeah, the journey was great. The destination was not. Yeah. Yeah. That's WCW in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. They, they WCW is bad at finishes. I've said this before. Bischoff has said it himself before. Like, yeah, finishes are not. They can't do it. They're not good at it. Do you have anything else that I didn't talk about that you want to talk about in the build to sold out? Um, let's see. Talked about Conan's music. Talked about there's always a horseman music. The cross promotion with the uh, blah blah. We talked about savages. Thing. Nope, that was all. Okay. So I realized very quickly when I started NWO sold out 1997 that this entire show was a fucking troll. Like they were troll. They held this show from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, Cedar Rapids. I thought it was. I thought it was Grand Rapids, Michigan. No, I'm pretty sure it was Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I wasn't paying much attention. To be I've been to Cedar Rapids, Iowa one time in my life, and mind you, there's a fantastic strip club out there, but that's it. That is the only reason to go there. Are you going to drop the name? Like, I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Okay. Um, Just saying, if I'm ever in on. Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I want to go. So it's. I'll it's, look it up and I'll let you know. I don't okay. remember what it was called. This was 10, 10, 15 years ago. It might not even be good anymore. You're right. Yeah. So, um, but it, when I went, it was fantastic. But that's the only reason to ever go to Cedar Rapids, it's Iowa. It's kind of like when I used to always tell people, if you go to Miami, go to King of Diamonds until they got shut down because they were doing some shady shit. But, yeah. We've got the overly obnoxious black and white intro of them riding through Cedar Rapids to get to the show. Yeah. If you don't realize that they're doing all this on purpose, you're like, this is awful. Like, I hate mm-hmm. this so much until you realize, like, no, they're doing this on purpose. Like, it's all it's all on purpose. <laughs> they talk about this great show that they're going to put on, and they put it on in fucking Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and it's a fucking shit show. We got Trillionaire Ted and Eric Bischoff on commentary for the whole thing. Only NWO no gets just kind of just sitting up there with headsets. Yeah, on. just sitting up there by motorcycles and the Miss NWO contestants. Yeah, that. <laughs> only nwo members get music oh the announcer on this like it was hit and miss there were some times we were just like oh, that was lame but there were other times like that's funny <laughs> nwo voice guy doing special ring announcements for everyone loser now it's <laughs> <laughs> randomly throughout the match like loser, loser. <laughs> uh here's where they actually got me i actually had to go look so the guy hosting the Miss NWO contest is Jeff Katz. Yeah, who the fuck is he? He is a film producer who is known for Snakes on a Plane, 
Freddy versus Jason, Deadpool, X-Men Origins Wolverine. He wrote the bo- for the Booster Gold comics for DC and is the co-creator of the DC villain Black Beetle. It all makes sense. Once you told me he wrote Booster Gold, it all makes sense. <laughs> But he was actually the person that advocated for Ryan Reynolds to be Deadpool and then mm-hmm. brought Ryan Reynolds over to do Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew him. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him like, dude, he looks familiar as fuck. I know him because he's on two of the uh, my favorite horror documentaries, Never Sleep Again on the Nightmare on Elm Street series mm-hmm. and Camp Crystal Lake Memories for Friday the 13th because of Freddy versus Jason and him being a huge horror fan and being a part of that. But this dude has done so much. He... I was reading his Wikipedia page. He crowdfunded and started a fucking wrestling company like in the early 2010s hmm. that filmed one season that was never released. Oh, okay. I was about to say, is that like that uh, pro wrestling X or whatever that thing was? No, no, or, no, no, no. You know what I I'm guess, talking about, though? That one of the first show was uh, Vampiro versus X-Pac and Vampiro won. It was some kind of weird thing. We had to climb up on some shit. And it, yeah, that was. Yeah, it was on MTV or some shit. No, this was something different, but uh. I think they said that all the episodes eventually got released or the first season got released on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go look up what the name of it is and see if I can check it out. But when I was reading the names involved, like there were a lot of fucking people like Christopher Daniels and like people that we know that were involved mm-hmm. in this promotion. So that was interesting to me. Just Jeff Katz being motherfucker. Like this man went from NWO, Miss NWO, fucking ring announcer in wrestling to and producing now that you've told me that now there's one thing interesting about the miss nwo patch <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that um all right first match jericho loses to massive zero chono massive zero chono <laughs> i think i called a massive zero ono last time so that's the thing i've been doing where i just mispronounce all the new japan wrestlers names i know smacking raw podcast so yeah i've, I've heard um, you do it WCW shows up to watch from the crowd. Yeah, all together, either, either people, even people that like are like rivaling each other, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, just Hanging sitting next out, to each other. Show. Yeah, yeah. It would make more sense if you had them sitting like on other sides of the arena or something, like you know that kind of thing. But they were all sitting just next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we keep cutting back to the. I, I'm just gonna get the miss NWO contest out of the way, please. In do. one shot, I don't want to keep talking about it. It was fucking awful. We got Miss NWO contest submissions while the crowd's chanting boring where they're showing and talking to them. They're, Jeff Katz is trying to ask them provocative questions and they're all just like really camera shy and giving like the most yeah. boring answers. Exactly. That's one of those things. Like if you're going to do this, like you need to prep them ahead of time. Like, oh, hell yeah. Like, listen, I'm going to ask you this, this, get your answer ready. I'll come back and make sure that you have it right. And then we're going to come back. We're going to do exactly this. It's going to be... We're going to make it look like it's not planned, but it's planned. Like the do everything live thing only works when you got like performers who are used to doing that. These 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 contestants were not. Let's do a little Miss NWO contest role play. I'll play Jeff Katz. You play a contestant. Sure. So. What is your favorite way to please your man in the bedroom? Contestant number one. What is oh, your I'm favorite sh- way? I'm showing you. See, that's that's not where I thought you were going to go. I no, thought you were gonna go I know. Like, I know. Oh, uh, 
uh, whatever he likes because those were the answers you got. That oh, you want like what it. actually happened, not how I yes. would do it. Yeah. Oh, no, start yeah. over. Do it again. Okay, we'll start over. Contestant number one, what is your favorite way to please your man in the bedroom? I, I don't know. I'll just do whatever he likes. I don't know. And ladies and gentlemen, that is every single fucking contestant yeah. for every question that they keep going back to throughout the show. And they're all biker chicks because it's fucking Eric Bischoff and he went and found like a biker female gang that he could bring in and have on Basically. the show so he could have their hot so we could have their motorcycles. Like that was why they were there was for their motorcycles. Were- the thing is, if you want to do that, sure, do that. But again, if you had prepped them ahead of time and so they were more interesting, maybe it works. I'm not saying it also, will, but maybe. Mind you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're if you're not watching this and you're listening to this, you should definitely go watch it because you may or may not have seen Travis's nipple the first time we did the cut the uh the role play. So uh maybe yeah, uh you know they're interviewing the Showing contestants. You a little Hershey kisses there. They're all shy, and then they pick the least attractive one as the winner. Eric Bischoff is making out with her. Yeah, all on purpose. It's one of those things like you're like, yo, this whole like you said, this whole thing is a troll. Like it's just it's straight up a like definition of cringe. Yeah, and the thing is, he was like, like it's just like you watch this, you like you got to give him credit because on one end, just like. Your idea is the NWO was running this, so it's supposed to be kind of gritty and kind of thing, like not all the way up to the standard as a normal WCW pay-per-view because it's the NWO doing it, and they're like this whole rogue organization kind of thing. And you want to make it all different. You want to make it all feel like it's just this ragtag organization that has some money doing this. Mm-hmm. However, there needs to be some kind of prep done here to make it all come off right. Like, it's just like, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> So like the little uh, shadow screen thing they had in the background where they really only used it like once and it wasn't even good. Like it's yeah. just like if you're gonna have that, do more with it. Like have none like of, some, none have of these r- women could dance. Yeah, it's not even don't even use it for that. If you're gonna have you could have like the even the wrestlers back there doing shit, you know, like whatever. Like if you're gonna use it, use it in an interesting way. You only <laughs> use it once and they were not very good dancers, so it didn't matter, you know, like. Now, mind you, I might have been more upset about this, but I, I knew about like I've heard Bischoff talk about the Miss NWO contest and podcast. Oh, okay. and, uh, so like I kind of knew it was going to be a shit show. And that's kind of why I knew this whole thing was a troll going into it. So unfortunately, I knew about that because I've listened to him talk to Conrad about it and do stuff on podcast. Okay. So it didn't really like I'm not watching this like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? Like, this is like I didn't have that. You didn't get that full effect. Coming. Yeah, I didn't see the pay-per-view myself either. Like. It was one of those things I knew about it, but like I didn't actually watch it because I was 10 and I didn't have, I wasn't able to get every pay-per-view, you know, it was just like yeah. every now and then I could talk my parents into doing it kind of thing. Uh, and there was that brief period of time where all the pay-per-views were just showing up on our TV for free. And I don't know how it happened, but I'm glad it did because it happened at the, you know, at the Austin Michaels WrestleMania too. And, you know, we got to, I got to see Tyson knock out Shawn Michaels, you know, so. True, true. What makes a Mexican death match a Mexican death match? I have no idea. Because I think it's because it's like it's not a Texas death match. There's no barbed wire. So I don't know what makes it a Mexican death match. Also, why are Hugh Morris and Big Bubba, uh, Big Boss Man, in a Mexican death match when neither of them are Mexican? I don't know. How you know? Wait, maybe, maybe Hugh Morris got some Mexican in him. I Googled it. 
Oh, okay. That's how you. It's know. Googleable. I yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Morris. I mean, loses. you haven't seen his ancestry.com, though. Like, that's true. Know. That's true. Uh, he might Hugh be Morris like two percent Mexican. Loses to Big Bubba uh, via vehicular manslaughter in a Mexican death match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He died. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, nobody. Nobody actually dies. They all come back. It's like Dragon Ball. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Nobody stays dead except They're for Mr. Gonna... except for um, King Kai. He stays dead forever. But you know. What happens in WCW is someone dies and then Hulk Hogan goes out. He gathers the balls. He puts them in his mouth, makes a wish, and they come back. <sighs> Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah. Like this had zero to do with Hogan. Yet you somehow brought it back to still shitting on Hogan. Well, here's the thing. I sat here and I was like, I'm going to make a Dragon Ball Z joke. And how does Dragon Ball Z bring people back with balls? And I'm like, well, I mean, if we're going to talk about balls. I might as well talk about Hogan. Putting I'm not mouth. saying I don't understand how you got there. Because once you said it, I knew exactly how you got there, man. I've, I, like, we've known each other for, no, 25 years now, sir. Like, it's just. <clears throat> it's, what do you mean it's got nothing to do with Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is the leader of the NWO. This is NWO sold out. This is his show. It's Eric Bischoff show, but yeah. Uh, we also had Jeff Jarrett beating uh, what I'm now referring to since uh, you won't let me call him IRS as Granddaddy Wyatt because uh, that is who he is. Granddaddy? Well, he is the father of Bray and Bo, but Bray has children. So oh, he's not Granddaddy okay. Wyatt. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm about to say, like, he's just their father. He's not their grandfather. Okay. I, I'm with you now. Grandpappy Wyatt. Um, so Jeff Jarrett defeats Grandpappy Wyatt. Of course, Debris out there manipulating Mongo into saving Jeff Jarrett, helping him get the win. NWO is like, Oh, I can't believe this happened. We, I can't believe we lost the match on our own pay per view. Of course, it's I, fucking... I do want to say I appreciate you embracing what I've been doing on Super Flash with everybody who's a father calling them Big Daddy something or you know, you know, Daddy something like mm-hmm. you know. Big Daddy Lane, you know, Lois Lane's father instead of Big Daddy Kane. It was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I got yeah, you. I got yeah, you. I'm with it. <laughs> uh, Scotty Riggs loses to Buff Bagwell, and then Buff dances with the Miss NWO contestants. DDP loses to Scott Norton by countout. We got Sting in the rafters. Buff tries to recruit DDP mid-match. DDP then fakes them the fuck out again because they're idiots. Yeah. Well, we got to think of who was actually out there. Like, you know, the dumbasses were out there. <laughs> so it's just like, like he dropped the outsiders. And then you think Buff Bagwell and the B team is going to be able to recruit him. And he's like, oh, yeah. And fools them again, drops them, leaps through the crowd and gets counted out. The same way. Puts the shirt on, handshake, pull back, diamond cut. Exact yep. same way because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> yes. But. I'm not counting it as a loss for Diamond Dallas Page because you can say he lost by count but did he really lose? No. No, he didn't. According to the referee, he did. Yeah, well, the referee's biased as shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. But as I always Steiner, say, W's a W. That's true. Steiners defeat the Outsiders for the tag team title, so on the NWO pay-per-view, the fucking NWO lost belts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's follow-up to this, and the follow-up is so great. Like, I cannot wait for you to watch that shit. Go ahead. So Randy Anderson takes over for a knocked out Nick Patrick and Bischoff is freaking out on commentary, threatening to fire Randy Anderson. I think I know about this. 
Okay. I think I know about this because I think, isn't this the thing where like they fire Randy Anderson and people think like they fired him for real Yeah. and they call. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that happens the following night. And well, I actually think like Randy on a Saturday. So the following I think Monday. Randy Anderson actually has like cancer or something like that. And that's why he's taking time off. And yeah. Like it it has like something that. to do with some of that. Yeah. There was some actual things yeah. going on. You need some time off and all that. Yeah. But no fucking bischoff's freaking out you're not because he technically wasn't a legal ref like he was not he showed up in the only ref for that yeah the only ref for that night was nick patrick yep so yeah it shouldn't count he's absolutely right speaking of the nwo taking l's for titles at their own pay-per-view eddie guerrero defeats x-pac to be get back his u.s that retain his u.s title to solidify being champ because like yeah, he became champ but didn't have the belt six just had the belt because they couldn't have the giants still holding it because giants no longer nwo so it's just, yeah also <laughs> i expect racism from bobby heenan and maybe even larry zabisco however uh the nwo voice guy calling eddie guerrero a mexican jumping bean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in his intro mm-hmm. and called x-pac the quote unquote ultimate swinger Look, look, we don't know what, you know, Sean Waltman gets up to in his personal time. Yes, we do. It's on We know some. We know some. We know some. Our videos and then go watch him fuck on Pornhub. We absolutely do. Now, mind you, we know some. He is no longer fucking China. Okay. Well, nobody is hopefully. Exactly. I mean, that's something that Triple H may or may not be into, Katie Vick. But I mean, know. we've we've seen evidence that he yeah. does enjoy the corpse. But you know, or formerly known as now Glenn Jacobs, because he he he's lost it. And shout out to Xbox, by the way, because I've got a shit ton of respect for him as of late with all of that stuff going on and just calling people out on their bullshit and straight up telling like his friends, "I'm disappointed in you yeah. for saying the shit that you're saying." So. I'll give Xbox that. Yeah, big um, up to Sean Walton. Both men come down with the belt, and Bischoff disputes the win again because Eddie hit Pac with the title. Yeah. In a ladder match for yeah. the belt. Yeah, that 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 There's part is the isn't the dispute, but both men coming down with the belt is where the dispute should be, not him yeah. hitting him with the belt. It's just like, why would you pick that to be the problem? Like, you can just be like, yo, no, Pac came down, the belt was next to him. Do something like that, you know? Yeah. Technically, Pac came down with the belt. Six, not not Pac. He, was, he wasn't six, Pac. He was just six. Um, but, yeah. I also forgot to mention that the Miss NWO contest, the throne that they sat on was a giant toilet for the winner. <laughs> no bullshit. Literally, because it's a toilet. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then our main event, ladies and gentlemen, it is for the NWO World Heavyweight Championship, the Giant, which is the WCW Championship that still has the Giant's name on it, versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, This is the match that the Giant earned at World War III that Hogan was never going to give him that he finally got. Hogan walks down with a group of guys he would never let near his daughter. (laughs) <laughs> oh man but you gotta think this is the 90s the dallas cowboys were it back then man like still would love near brook oh he definitely would not he definitely would not 
Uh, Nick Patrick screws the giant over after he no sells a leg drop and a choke slam and choke slams Hogan. Also, but honestly, no did this match drop. end any other way than anybody expected it to? No, it did not. But no selling a leg drop should be more more frequent in wrestling because it's a fucking leg drop. Just a leg drop. I mean, you can sell it. You just don't lose to it. Like it's just like that's still just a leg drop. Uh, then after the match, show choke slams basically all of the NWO except for Hall and Nash. Show wasn't there. The giant choke slams all of the NWO except Hall and Nash. Hogan botches a guitar shot and a wooden chair shot. There's no fucking finish. It's just Hogan posturing over a fallen giant saying he sucked Bischoff's dick while quoting Goldberg. I mean, nah, because Goldberg didn't have quotes yet. So, you know, who's next? Yeah. Yeah. Are Goldberg. you saying that Hogan, Hogan, are you saying that Goldberg stole that from Hulk Hogan? That's more likely than Hogan. About say, that's Travis? more likely than Hogan quoting Goldberg. It could be because we do know that at that time Hogan was in Goldberg's ear a lot. He may have gave him that line to use. One self high five for this entire show, and it was DDP. Everything else. <laughs> Was Dungeon of the Doom was Dungeon of Doom bad? But it was supposed to be. Like, exactly. say it was, it was one of those things like it was intentional though. Like it was supposed. If you really want to go like watch a bad pay per view, if you like really like enjoy watching people troll, go check this out. It's worth checking out. If you want to actually see a good wrestling show, do not go watch this at all. Yeah, that's not what this was. It's not what it was at all. Um, one thing I forgot to mention. Um, Listening. The tag match. Because it was one of those where it's just like, again, I've mentioned this before. People talk about how, you know, NWO never took L's. It never, like, just always beat up. Like, no, no, no. They dropped the, you know, tag belts that night. Not only that, look how long Scott Hall stayed down for. Like, it was one of those things, like, he took that move. He stayed down all that time for the ref to get in the ring and count. All that time. How many people do that? You know, like everybody else would be like, no, you got to do something else. I can't just stay down that long. We're like, no, Scott stayed and then stayed down after. Yeah, like, no, he sold. Like, he sold like a motherfucker. Like for real. Like where is this lie coming from? Rick Flair. You make a good point. But still. Like, Two self high fives. Uh, the tag team match and this. Because. I want to give it to the ladder match between Eddie and X-Pac, but it's not the best ladder match I've ever seen. And no, it was, it was, it was, it was passable. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't gr- good or great. It was just, it was fine. And the finish was bullshit. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, So yeah, overall dungeon of doom bad. And that's going to continue to be a thing throughout. Even once dungeon of doom is finally gone, even though Travis promised me that they'd be gone like two years ago and they're still here. Well, it was a misconception because in my memory, they just weren't around anymore. But like, in essence, they're really not there. But it's like, they're still, they're still somewhat of a presence. And it's just, I had to watch so fucking strap matches for the honor of the Dungeon of Doom. Excuse me for not having a perfect memory of 25 years ago. Fuck you. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Jesus Christ, Travis. I have been waiting for the death of the Dungeon of Doom. Like, when the Dungeon of Doom goes away, Kevin Sullivan goes away. Like, there's a point in WCW where I don't see Kevin where, Sullivan. Where there's anymore, no right? more Kevin Sullivan. Yes, there is a point. Thank 
fucking God. I don't know where that is because honestly, I don't remember him at this point. So it's just like, cause I know I've got to wait till like 2000 before Hulk Hogan goes away because Vince Russo hurt his feelings. <sighs> and then I think he still comes I mean, back with the FU new blood bullshit. I'm about so. to say it's actually, it was, it wasn't a, it wasn't because of that. Well, the Russo thing was, there was a lot more behind that when I found out later. I didn't know until I actually like was listening to stuff like, yo, no, Russo just changed everything. Like it was just like, oh, that's what happened. Okay. So he just did the whole laid out. Like they had a whole plan. Like the whole laid out thing was supposed to happen. But then like, his promo afterwards was not. Like it's just like. And well, it all depends on it, it's. His no, I don't be- no, I don't believe what yeah. Russo said. If that's what you're going to tell me. Like, I do. Yeah, yeah. In I, this rare case over Hulk Hogan and his recollection of what happened. Well, it's Hogan and Bischoff, and even I think Jared had said that's not the way it was supposed to go. Like it's just like it's only Russo that's making this argument. Yeah, well, <laughs> I also don't trust two of the three of those guys that you you led credence. But in this situation, you'll trust Russo. <laughs> in this one situation, because it's shitting on Hulk Hogan, absolutely, <laughs> exactly, that's hundred percent. If Hogan's the bad guy, I'm on that team. <laughs> Very easy. But, yeah, no, I do remember him coming back as Terry Bollea for the FU New Blood shit. Because, like, the whole conception that everyone gives, and I know this is not what we're talking about. We're years away from Whatever. It's like yeah. After this, Hulk Hogan left WCW and never came back. And that's not true. He fucking did. No, nah, no. Nah. There's the WCW at that point was even more of a mess than it was before 96. Like, it's just like, it was, yeah. So uh that's yeah, why you that, end like the whole thing with you know Flair and Sting with both of them like rest I'm pretty sure both of them had a t-shirt on and shit because they hadn't been in the ring in like almost a year. And it's just like yeah, it was yeah. But anyway. If you guys think Raw or SmackDown or even you know the people that shit on AW or NXT are bad shows, go watch this. And it might readjust your perspective on what's good and what's bad in wrestling. Yes, but also keep in mind, like a lot of it was bad on purpose. So it's oh, just yeah, like, like you know, just, yeah, no, I, I, when I, people I, like try to say though, they're like, you know, AWWE, like they're just they just don't care. They're not even trying to make it this bad on purpose. Like, no, this is what it looks like when you do it bad on purpose. Like mm-hmm. this is this is what bad on purpose looks like. Yeah. But I mean. The buildup wasn't terrible. Like the weeks building up to the pay-per-view weren't terrible. There weren't a whole lot of great matches. Like, like I said, December 30th has the majority of the good matches you want to watch. Then there's a couple sprinkled in also the Scott Hall Booker T match, even though the finish sucked, definitely a damn good match and worth go checking out. But one uh, thing that WCW all like, not always, but like during this time did was build a story. Um, Never paid it off, but they built it. They don't don't pay them off. Well, they do not. Um, Again, I will. They are the Stephen King of the wrestling world. <laughs> I take it you're not a fan of King, huh? Yeah. Oh, no, I am a fan of King. But even if you watch the new It movies, he makes fun of himself about how he can't write an ending. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Like, it's a whole thing about Stephen King where, like, he tells this great story, then it gets to the ending, and he shits the bed. I see. And okay. he made a character who writes great stories and then can't, can't write an ending. And has I'm a whole with interaction with them. Yeah. So it, I'm, it's I'm with you now. I see what you mean. But okay. Neither here nor there. It, it, it is what it is. We're, we're past it. We're on to what is the next pay-per-view? Um, Super Brawl, I think. Super Brawl? Super Brawl. All right. 
Because what there is no uncensored this year, right? I don't think so. I think the next uncensored sold out is, replaced it. Yeah, I think there's an uncensored the next year, but I think they do both sold out and uncensored in '98. Because I remember Nash having a match with the Giant at Uncensored, and I think it was the next year. It's also crazy that like WCW gets all this hype, and it was only good for two years. But those two years were fucking fantastic. I know, but like the way people talk about it is like the heyday of W. It's weird because like we we even when we talk about the Attitude Era, and everyone's like, oh yeah, the like it was only like two three years. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It it was a very brief time, but it was like the the time though. That's the thing though. It's just like it went like yeah. If you only had a couple years, like two to three years of it actually being like that, but that time was. Jeez, like everybody was a wrestling fan at that time. Like it was one of those like people who you thought like didn't look like wrestling fans knew who DX was, knew who mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels was, and you know knew about Stone Cold Steve Austin the Finger, and knew about the NWO Too Sweet. Like it was just like everybody knew about this stuff, even if you didn't think they were a wrestling fan. And you know what I I know they're not going to do it, but you know what I would really like mm. is like when DX goes and invades WCW. If you see in that the yeah. peacock version of it, they show like they cut that into the show and see like when like, you know, like I think it was like Nash talking about like, yo, we were on the other side, like, yo, open the door because once they get in, what are they going to do? Like they can't do anything. <laughs> Side note, we'll talk about this if we ever get to WWF, but uh, I did not realize in 1996 that Shawn Michaels was just coming out talking about the click the way that he does. Now, he refers to the click as his fans, right? I remember him but, saying click a lot though. Yeah. I did not and the know click that cam and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Referred to the click as much as he did. And I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm like, oh wow. Like, yes, yeah. just- that's why everybody hated them. Like it was just yeah. because he like he threw it in their faces. He's also and this let him do Diesel, it. So like there's that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I do remember the whole the click cam was a thing. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh that's been entertaining. But all right, Travis. So that's been wcw monday nitro i didn't say monday night nitro one time this i know i'm so proud of learning i'm so proud of you monday nitro from december 30th after starcade all the way through 1997 uncensored and now we are here it is 1997 we're gonna get sting versus hogan we're gonna get all of the things that made wcw great at some point, I'm assuming, maybe not 97, 98, I'll get to see, you know, my black and red wolf pack. That's 98. Yep. So I'm looking forward to the future now. Now, now I am finally to the point that you've been promising me for so long <laughs> was going to happen. The and you've hit and you've, and you've experienced the pit, like the, the worst of it has happened. So okay. it's just, you we'll know. see. We'll it, you know, no, honestly, like that's the worst of this era of the good stuff. It I mean, Hogan's still champion for like the entire year, so. right? But it's never as bad as actually. No, he's not. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Also, I can't wait to figure out when Macho Man joins the NWO because I know that turn happens, but I don't know when. It does. So. It does. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not making promises on that, but it happens. <laughs> I'm not making promises on that, but it happens. Uh, all right. Uh, tell everybody about what think it makes on. sense, but it's not amazing, is my point. But anyway, go okay. ahead. <laughs> uh, tell everyone what you got going on with Creation World. I know, uh, we got a meeting next weekend, uh, so we may have some changes coming or two weekends, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks from now. Yeah, if you all are watching this on Patreon, you'll be kind of close to that time, but um, yeah, 
yeah, we got some things that are changing up. So I'm just, I'm not going to talk about it now. Um, but yeah, there are some rearranging and some changes on certain podcasts we're doing, certain new things we're doing, certain things we're bringing back, some kind of rearranging of things we're already doing. You know, it's just reworking some stuff. And we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks. Um, and we'll announce it then. We, I, we don't have to change anything because I'm killing it. So, right. <laughs> um, also, Dungeons After Dark, maybe an episode two. I know, like, it did really well on Pornhub. And that's you one of those things. There's going to be an episode two. I did. And we will. We will. We're, we're going to keep doing it. And I actually know what I want to do with that as well, which is part of that meeting that we're going to have and all that. It's just okay. a lot of things have opened up for me a bit more, which is kind of leaving me time to do things in a certain way. And then other people's schedules are changing too, which kind of aligns it, makes things work a little bit better. And so it's just, I have a few things I want to work with that on. But, um, I also have another idea for another D&D show that I want to do that would be fun as fuck. It'd be a Pornhub exclusive, and it'd be fucking fantastic if I could pull it off. But we'll talk about that, too. Okay. I also know a couple of people who are into D&D who said they might be down if we lose someone and we need someone to fill in. So, Cool. Cool. Uh, as for this show, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me at Matt Ritter. There's M-E-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter only. Twitter and Instagram, Smack and Raw Pod. I run the Twitter. Vince runs the Instagram. We have Facebook, facebook.com slash creation world, facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw, facebook.com slash group slash super flash hero of tomorrow, creationworld.com, where you guys can go to find all of that shit. And creation world is on Twitter and Instagram at the creation world. That's T H E C R E A T I A world. Also, yes. Not Instagram right now because they shut down our Instagram. We're going to redo that. But right now, they're really no Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, they fucked us on Instagram. Like, no bullshit. We to, got fucked. To quote. <laughs> TC, who also had the same issue, Instagram some hoes. Yeah, yeah, they fucked us. Like we were, we were over four thousand on on IG, and they fucked us. Like it was just yeah. like really, really. No, we're not a five year old child. Like why are you? Are you kidding me? Like oh yeah, that's right. Because the same thing <laughs> happened with my Smack and Raw Twitter when I tried to. I wanted to set the date of when the podcast started exactly. as like a birthday. Exactly. And they're like, oh, you're not old enough to be on here. And I had to go through a bunch of hoops. to. Fuck now, I tried to do, go through all those hoops to fix it. And they just like, we can't accept this. I'm like, I literally sent you a picture of my fucking ID. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's why I think uh, my backup account, which was the rack, I ended up having to like recreate start from scratch with that yeah so. We're, so yeah we don't have an ig right now but we're working on that mars actually working on that but the creation world on twitter t-h-e-c-r-e-a-t-i-a world and also you can follow travis on twitter and instagram at lord cuss a lot that's l-o-r-d underscore cuss a lot anything else not a cipher right now then for lord cuss a lot travis pointer i am the patron saint of podcasting the warden matt ritter mind you Travis, uh, I, I did want to mention this real quick. Remember how we were talking about all your nicknames and you're like, they have to be something that someone calls you. You can't give yourself a nickname. Yeah. Yeah, I gave myself both my nicknames. So, I mean, I guess you can say the pager said a podcast and you did, but like the warden was kind of thing that was kind of born organically, though. You yeah. didn't just give yourself that. It was one of those, it was born organically. That's what I meant. Like, not just yeah. one day I just start calling myself this. It's like, there needs to be a reason. Is my but I definitely just started calling myself the patron state of <laughs> podcasting. And I love the way it sounds and I'm not going to stop. So it's fine. Yeah. Which is also part of the reason why I've never called you that though. So, you know, 
for Lord Cusselot, Travis Pointer, I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and this has been your return to wrestling. Peace.